0: You're listening to the Practice Devo podcast, where we aim to connect a simple word to a simple practice. Due to the repercussions of the COVID-19 pandemic in the United States, one of my dearest friends was forced to alter his wedding plans because of social distancing guidelines and requirements, and his grandparents actually did not get to be at his wedding. Another one of my friends was going to have an internship in Houston lined up that perfectly complemented his degree and expanded his professional network this summer, but that actually didn't happen. A specific friend of mine is interning at a church that he committed to in February. And the opportunity actually followed through and he is now working to produce online content, like videos um, and like even Instagram stories. And he's strategizing digitally to help students take their next steps in their relationship with God. Another friend was going to lead a mission team to South Asia this summer, and now, due to travel bans, she's actually working hard to redeem the time and complete difficult online engineering courses. And in all of these scenarios mentioned above, so far, uh, dimensions of being actively involved in spite of like the uncontrollable unknowns in life have been have been showing up all over the place, and I think it's probably true in your own life and. Even as maybe your involvement uh, in your community or even just like your time outdoors has been really altered uh, in in this year more than ever before. And that word stands out to me. Involved, to be involved means to be committed or engaged, to not remain in stasis due to some kind of indecision. But it signifies like taking a step towards something in courage and confidence As one finishing up my college years at an american university i'll be the first to ask someone that i've just met what organizations are you involved with or on a more all too real note hey uh are are you two involved like like in the context of like a committed relationship and that's funny because I, i find a lot of my friends are reaching that point in life where you get married or you launch your career and so the issue of involvement is very relevant uh, to me personally, and I find on some level that people consistently involve themselves with with other people in their lives, as well as in pursuits and passions and ambitions. And noting that broad thought, I also want to share a personal example of what I've been learning about the idea of f- complete involvement, or, or like fully being involved in something. And this year, I've, I've been awakened to involvement in God's global purpose like never before. An imperative statement in the Bible called the Great Commission arrives at the very end of the story of Jesus as it is told by someone who witnessed his life named Matthew. Um, this commission hinges on the idea of involvement and specifically um, the, the, the phrase is to go and make disciples of every ethnic group on earth which consists of proclaiming and demonstrating the good news that Jesus came to reconcile God with mankind. This imperative also calls disciple makers to baptize followers of Jesus in the name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit in order to give all credit to God only, as well as teaching those same disciples how to live in an intimate way with God through obedience to all that God said. This commission ends with the assurance that Jesus, the speaker in in this part in the Bible, will be with his followers who are going and doing these things involved with them until the task is complete. That was a lot that I just unloaded on you right now. And you may be thinking, what does this have to do with being involved? And it was important for me to say, uh, before I tell you what happened next, which was I came to know by listening to women and men who were wiser than I, that this statement that I talked about, the great commission is not a great suggestion. or or an optional like extra credit assignment, but truly a command that applies to everyone who follows Jesus. And because of God's revealed vision for believers, failure to be involved in what God is doing in the earth is disobedience. I would like to qualify what I just said and explain it a little more by saying that involvement in the great commission or in the, the spread of people knowing about Jesus and enjoying him that does not look the same for every single person. For one, involvement in the Great Commission looks like waking up early and going to work to put food on the table for your newborn baby girl who will be discipled by you as you grow up. Or for another, obedient involvement in the Great Commission is to spend hours on a Zoom call in the middle of a pandemic to prayerfully strategize with your your coworkers how to reach college students with the gospel as well as personally, like. Researching and reading about methods on how how do you disciple, how do you build up someone in their faith, as well as actually sending people to impact other global communities. Alternatively, another person's involvement looks like being trained to actually go overseas to live among and initiate with people who otherwise would never, ever, ever hear about Jesus in the life that he only offers. Involvement looks different from person to person, about ev- absolutely everything, and this includes the things that matter the most, like obedience to God and God's purpose. In conclusion, I would like to say that I think FOMO is 100% real. So often our involvement in something is driven by fear, fear of missing out, um, or of perhaps not getting the love we need, or the acceptance of people whose opinions matter the most to us. And, and this, this is brought on by inaction, where fear of, oh, if I, if I don't do this thing, then there will be bad consequences. And, and I would just like to say that, that God does not actually call us to action, to involvement, by being motivated by fear, but instead by love. Listener, let me urge you now to not begin or even continue involvement in the Great Commission based on fear my heart is not to tell you to go try harder and do better thinking that that will bring you peace or bring you more favor with god i want to tell you that following jesus is not something motivated by fear of oh if if i don't do this i'll suffer but more of a how can i how can i not be with the one who has loved me so well there's no fear in a loving relationship with god whose union heals us in this broken world a practice you can adopt something you can actually do to to put arms and legs on this thing is, is to release the fear that would motivate you to do even the best or you know objectively good deeds in the wrong way. I suggest that you lay out all your commitments and involvements in front of God, then ask him to designate the ones to you that he wants you to hold on to and the ones that need to maybe slip away. This is a reflective practice, and it might help to first write out a list of these different spheres of your life, or like where your energy goes, who do you text the most, um, who do you spend your time with. Once you have this list, pray that the Holy Spirit would just give you an, an eternal perspective to see which commitments are potentially fruitful and which ones are not lasting and are actually keeping you from greater oneness and obedience with God. At the very end, I think that uh, the, the scripture for, the, for this word, First Kings eight sixty one says it pretty well. Um, Let your heart, therefore, be wholly true to the Lord our God, walking in his statutes and keeping his commandments as at this day. Thanks for listening to the Practice Devo podcast. We hope this helps in your spiritual growth and practice in becoming like Jesus.